right, so we're officially recording. Let's do some banter type shiz. You, you'll cut it or I'll cut it? Oh, you made it Yeah, that's fine. You'll just have to send me the file. Ooh. So you guys like my idea of comfy chairs? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Definitely comfy. All right, Aaron. So you have a boom stand. You don't need to touch the mic. <laughs> Only to adjust. And watch out. These springs are like, poing. Feels like we're in a studio. I know. Now we can, all we need is cigarettes or a nice cigar and a cigarettes. And a bottle of root beer. I thought about picking up some. I should have. Oh, this is the most comfortable show we've ever done. <sighs> so, <laughs> here we are, September 15th, middle of September. Fall's coming up. <sighs> Rusty. I gave you the squeaky chair. That's fine. So don't roll back. You need to grease, grease it up. You know, coconut oil might work, actually. Probably. Some WD-40. That. In a pinch. Are you starting? Well, yeah, we're going. That's fine. We'll just ease into it. Okay. Easing in. It's only been a year since we've done one of these. When was the last show? It really? I don't remember if it was exactly a year, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I'd say at least October, November, because I left in January. Yeah. Did we do one in December? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't think we did. What's that? That was my toe. <laughs> I was like, what's that tapping? <laughs> yeah, Rick was gone for six months-ish. I was. Doing the Lord's work. and Forcing people to get the vaccines. For- forcing. At gunpoint. <laughs> at gunpoint. <laughs> hey, the money was good, so... Whatever. How many did do you have? Did you get a final tally? I think our team did around forty thousand people. Wow! It really tapered off towards the end, though. We were doing like maybe a hundred a day. And even now, though, even though more people are, because vaccination rates are going up, with they have been going up for the past couple of weeks. There haven't been any chatter about bringing you back. Uh, I'm not doing it. If there is. I mean, it's decent money, but... Oh, it's optional? Um, No, I mean, when we did, when we went, we didn't have really an option because everybody basically got activated, but I think the next time around, they'd probably make it optional because hmm. there's going to be people that want to do it because it's easy money. Yeah. But I don't want to do it again. Right. And I've spent six months trying to adapt to fatherhood. How's that going? <laughs> no, it gets good. It's better. It's better every day. Raleigh's little birthday was last week. It's coming up, actually. It's on the 23rd. Oh, that's right. His official birthday is? His official birthday is on the 23rd, yeah. Yeah. Hayden's official birthday is the 17th. Second. That's crazy. My dad's birthday is tomorrow. Is that right? My wife's birthday was yesterday. Yeah, that's right. What did you do? Um, Well, she woke up, saw the flowers over there. Nice. Got her uh, camera for Christmas. Really? Wow. Uh, Birthday. Uh, really nice Sony. <laughs> Sony. They make, that's, that's they make good electronics. <laughs> they nice do. Japanese Give for Christmas on her birthday <laughs> in September. And then uh, we went to, she wanted to go to IHOP. Okay. Uh, less than stellar lunch they have there. Not a huge fan. Yeah, I wouldn't go for lunch. Um, Breakfast I would. But. 
Well, since we're on the subject, I've been told by my wife and other women, IHOP <laughs> is way better than Denny's. Oh, I believe that. And yeah. It's not. That's not really. I don't, I don't think it is. Denny's is not great by any stretch, but neither is IHOP. IHOP, like their breakfast is okay. Like their pancakes are decent. Yeah, but, but I like, think Denny's actually has better pancakes. I do agree. Yeah, I would have to agree. I feel like IHOPs are like come out of a box. Like frozen pre-made. Yeah, patties. I just uh, it's generic food to me. And their bacon, both places, the bacon's terrible. The sausage mm. is just crap. Oh, Bob Wait. Evans. Bob Evans is way better. <laughs> I've actually never been to Bob Evans. Really? I went there the first time the other day. It's fantastic. Like their bacon's thick, real slices of bacon, mm-hmm. real sausage patties and links, eggs. I got the whole hog. That's the meal. And then it gave me pancakes and French toast. Yeah. I couldn't even finish it all. I had to take it home. I'll be done. Now, do you like links or patties? Links. Both. I like patties, I think. <laughs> I'm a links and patties guy. Ricky I like, ate like it all. seven links. Is that right? Yeah. Holy smokes. A kid eats sausage like a... Oh, and also came with a big slice of ham. I don't care for yeah. ham. I'm not breakfast. a huge... I'll eat ham if it's... Uh, if it's a breakfast ham and then homemade gravy, the kind that our moms make, because it's honey glazed ham or like brown sugar, like at Thanksgiving. No, really? mm-hmm. I love that stuff. I don't like that. I don't like yams, I like the sweet yams, I like the marshmallows. Yeah, I don't mind I don't, that. I don't like, not my ting. <laughs> Your ting, not my ting. ting. Uh, but you can't beat Cracker Barrel breakfast. They probably have, they have a good breakfast. I do like their bacon. Bacon's always burnt when I get it, though. Oh, I like it. Well, it, sometimes it is. Every time bit. I get, remember the bacon that Emily got at Waffle House at one time. No, what? it was her waffle. Was oh, it was a waffle, was it? <laughs> the waffle at Waffle House was burnt to a crisp <laughs> twice, and she refused to send it back. And Corey, her husband, and my brother, he was like, "No, no, this waffle is terrible. Get her new it was, one." It was a brick. Like you could literally ting. And then so the second waffle that came out was just as black as the first. And then the one lady's like, he's new. He's new. Yeah. You do a better smoker woman voice. Yeah. So the the Waffle House ladies are always like, hey, how can I take your order? Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, it's my birthday today. Oh, how old are you? I'm 29. <laughs> like, you want some more water, honey? <laughs> I've been working here 15 years. You couldn't pay me to eat at a Waffle House. It's good. They have good waffles. <laughs> they do have good waffles. They're Usually, so, not when they're burnt to a crisp. They have that awful tile on the floor. and it is. Okay, I'm not saying they're, they're, they're uh, New York-style <laughs> restaurant huts or... Restaurant. <laughs> but they're little tiny little dinky things. You like to have a little ambiance when you eat. I do. I agree. Not what... It, one o'clock in the morning, like when we used to eat there. So, oh my gosh, but IHOP's open at one a.m. Aren't they? They are. They're open all night. So the one in Chicago, we went. You'd rather go to 20. IHOP than Waffle House. No, right? I'd go to Waffle no. House before IHOP. IHOP is way overrated. I agree. Waffle House was right there by our apartment back in the day, eleven years ago. Or it felt it like uh, it was one of those bars or whatever from the sitcoms, you know, where everybody goes and have a good time. I oh, like the coffee shop in Seinfeld or yeah. the uh, Central Perk at the uh, bar and High Metro Mother. Yeah. 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 It was, it was like that, that was our hangout spot. Hey, it's Ricky, <laughs> Sky, Corey, and Brett. How you guys doing? <laughs> but you didn't go at the apartment very much 
Like when I was there, I don't remember you ever going. Everybody, say hey. hi. To, say hi to my wife. Who's sneaking around? Come have a talk. What are you saying? I don't remember you going to Waffle House when I lived with there. No, well, we, at that no, point we no. were already kind of burnt out on it. We literally the first two years we lived at the apartment. No, I'd say the first year more so. We were there yeah. probably three or four nights a week. Yeah. About midnight. <laughs> <laughs> now, did they have a loyalty program? They didn't at the time. Think Punch they card. Should. We should have gotten free waffles the whole time. Yeah. Brit, how about some coffee? <laughs> hey, I've had, I made two things of coffee today. Really? Mm-hmm. Two things. French, thing? French press. French press. Nice. Yeah. So about three, four cups of coffee all today. What are you working through? What blend? It's some cornerstone full bean. Have you had full bean coarse coffee? Have yeah. you even, well, I've grinded it, yeah. You've had their course. You've had their oh, from course coffee. Yeah, you've had their full bean. Uh, no, I've never bought bag. Are they even a, are they even company anymore? Yeah, yeah. In fact, oh. we went a couple weeks ago. Pretty good still. Yeah, they expanded. Did they? They're down on Second uh, Street in St. Charles. Really? Yeah. Now, where'd you get yours? Cornerstone. Oh, Cornerstone. Yeah, just okay, down the road. Gotcha. Course coffee, Brett. Do you remember that kid that lived with us for six months or so when we lived in O'Fallon? Do you remember what was his name? Mike, Tim, Jim. When you guys lived in O'Fallon? Yeah, we had that. Was it Andrew? Andrew. That's right. <laughs> I met the guy one time and I get his name right. He still works for them. Well, they started a coffee company. Oh, I need to pull that close to your mouth. By the way, his family did. Yeah. Apparently, he works for them full time. Yeah, I figured he did. I, well, he's not family. <laughs> yeah, he is. They're all. Oh, he's his, a cousin. The girl's his cousin. Oh, Sarah. Sarah, okay. and then the guy is Sarah's husband. Yeah, yeah. Huh? He came down here for that business. Yeah, he moved from Pittsburgh, I think. Oh, okay, gotcha. Shout out to uh, Course Coffee if you guys. Course Coffee, yeah, official sponsors. Uh, Sorry, Andrew, <laughs> I forgot to write your name. <laughs> sponsors, <laughs> we don't remember your name. <laughs> sponsors, go visit Course Coffee. I think he was he the one we watched that Magnificent Seven movie with. Uh, the Western. It had to be. I went with you to that. Did he go? I, th- I thought he was there with us. Okay, maybe him. it was just the three of us that went to him. It might have been. But Ricky's like, you're that guy who played Kingpin. I forget the character's name, but you're like, Brett, that would be you in a Western. And he immediately gets shot by arrows and dies. I'm like, thanks, Rick. I appreciate the comparison. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> you haven't seen that movie by now. I didn't think it was that great, from my memory. Did we think no, it was, I liked it. Did, seven. did we like it? I can't remember. It was okay. I enjoyed it, but I like Westerns. Very uninspiring. Chris apparently. Pratt, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that who was in it? And, uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah. Magnificent. This is the remake for all. Yeah. Yeah, Denzel was the main guy. Chris Pratt was the second guy. Yeah, and wasn't uh, Bo Crowder from Justified, wasn't he in there? No? Mm-mm. Okay. He's in a lot of that kind of thing. Yeah, he he's in those kind Speaking of, of Justified, I was on HBO Max, and they have a show called Walker. Have you heard about this show? Yeah, I've heard the new... It's not that great. I saw it advertised. Yeah, I was like... I saw it on HBO. I've read reviews. I haven't been able to... I started to watch it, but it's hard to watch TV when you have a two-year-old, so... It's basically Justified. But I, I got the, about two seconds in. I couldn't get it. Peyton was just wanting me to... Whoops. Peyton was wanting me to play... Little games and stuff with her, so obviously I couldn't ignore her for a stupid TV show. 
I didn't think it was that great. It didn't pull me in. Yeah, so I watched the ratings, and everyone's like, if you like the original, they said, this is really dumb. It didn't pull me in. The was first, it as good as the first, if, you, if the show doesn't pull me in the first 15 minutes, I'm like, okay. Dude, that's hard, because some shows, it takes a while for them to, to get good. I don't know. Right. Like, like, did Outer Banks, did that pull you in in the first 15 Absolutely minutes? Absolutely did. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think it, it depends on the show, but like, I'm always... This is I. It sounds crazy because I'm over. I'm I'm 30 now, but like, I like the coming of age, like adventure type stories, and that's kind of what the Outer Banks is. Right. So I I I always was drawn to that. It's also like it puts you in a different. I'm a beach guy. Like right. I, I love the beach. Right. So I, I I I I I'm very nostalgic too. So if I was that age, 15, 16, 17 years old, living on the beach, what would I be doing? Like it's kind of like. Yeah, I, I put myself in that. Right. So that's why I, I've always You'd be liked, out on yeah. the water all the time. Yeah, and it was interesting because I'm trying to think. The first 15 minutes, they they're on a boat, right? And they discover they were caught. They were snooping around some house, and they get, and uh, that's how the show starts. And then they get chased off by security. And anyways, but yeah, yeah. I, I I I liked it from the first. Oh, it's about the hurricane. They they surf the wave like one of the first 15 minutes. They surf that big wave during hurricane, whatever. Okay. Anyways, have, you, That's seen, right, have yeah. you seen it yet? No, nope. I, I think it's pretty interesting. I've heard other people talk about it, and I was on my potential. Like I said, I, I'm one of the few here who doesn't watch shows. I, I'm more of a movie watcher. When I mm. even get the chance to watch movies, I don't even get to watch that anymore. Mostly, I watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And <laughs> you know how you fix that? <laughs> Eight o'clock bedtime. But welcome to the high ground. Twenty minutes in, and we haven't even discussed. That's fine. Why we're here? We're a different kind of show. This is I have the high ground. I'm Aaron, and Rick and Brett are here. The drinks are water. <laughs> there are no refreshments. <laughs> I was gonna bring That's some right. Boo Oreos, and then I didn't. Some what? Boo. Boo. What like are, Halloween themed oh, Oreos? Gotcha. You guess Halloween's coming up, isn't it? You know, in today's society, Halloween starts. August 25th. That's when all the Halloween stuff starts coming out. It's a travesty. So all of September, there's Halloween stuff. Then October, then it just goes nuts. The entire month of October is Halloween. What are you doing for Halloween? Because we want to get Raleigh dressed up and do something. Um, you should come out to their neighborhood. It's pretty hopping. Yeah? Yeah, you guys are more than welcome. We yeah we, we uh, it was perfect weather last did year. Did your dad set up a fire pit or something? Well, we go to our we hosted it at our house. Oh, just really? A nice house. Okay. And yeah, we have a fire pit that we set out on the cul-de-sac, and we just sit in lawn chairs, and the kids come around and just loves handing out candy. That's what she did at Halloween. Instead of going trick or treating, right. she would, but she loved handing out the candy more than trick or treating. I enjoy that, yeah. We've done it at our place. I just get a couple bags of it and hand it out to the trick or treaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. But we started doing that after I was uninvited to a Halloween party one time. <laughs> yeah. I remember that story. <laughs> you were invited and then uninvited. <laughs> it is a very bad form to uninvite somebody to anything. Oh, it is. It is. But what makes it worse is a friend of ours invited us to somebody else's party and then that person told my friend I'm uninvited, so she had to tell me. So now, <laughs> she, she felt and terrible. that was that was. We felt like that was pretty wrong. So Jess and I have been hosting it, so where everybody that yep. we want to, it's super fun. Yeah, 
I will keep that in mind. And we walked around, and man, there's it was during COVID, so there's yeah. still people putting out bags on tables and being weird. But other than that, it was for the most part. It <laughs> there was, was one person that was pretty clever last year, though. They had like this chute made of like wood, like a, and they'd roll the candy down to the kids. <laughs> that is clever. It's, yeah, it's, it was weird, but they're like, here you go, and the candy would roll down this wooden chute that they had made, and then. Of course, Peyton was, you know, she was only, she just turned one last year. So we were getting candy for ourselves. So my son has a bit of a sweet tooth, we were finding Uh-oh. out. Yeah, because he devoured his first birthday cupcake. Did he? Yeah. Not so much the icing, but the actual cake part. He loved it. Yeah, I wish it could have been your guys' parties. Both of yours parties, because I was with the military. And he loves grapes. Does he? Loves grapes. Other stuff, not so much, but <laughs> likes grapes. Ricky, oh, and hash browns. Ricky's like blue <laughs> grapes and hash browns. Ricky's yeah. like blueberries his whole life. Or Rowan, Rowan, yeah, he eats those like. Peyton's a fruit eating machine. She loves strawberries. She <laughs> loves blueberries, cherries. She calls them cherries. Cherries. Yeah, mommy, I want cherries. <laughs> cherries. And Jess has this thing that takes the. The pit out real easy. Oh, nice. Snaps them out. Really? And you have the whole cherry. And she'll just, I mean, she'll eat eight of them in a row. And you're like, awesome. gum, kid. Too bad cherries So are... does it punch a hole through it? Is that what it does? Yeah. Huh. It's just, it looks like a handle. You put the cherry in it and uh-huh. you squeeze it and it shoots the pit right out. Oh, nice. Nice. You need to get a cherry tree. My my soil, it's like half a layer of dirt and then, <laughs> and then rock. Rock. <laughs> we live on a bluff. There's, <laughs> there's I did notice of... the rock in your yard. You guys grow the cherries and paint them. Yeah, I guess we could. We're thinking about putting a peach tree in. Nice, you should. And some blackberry bushes. Set them up to where they grow along that gravel road. So it's almost like a, a natural hedge. barrier. Yeah. yeah, a hedge. Those things grow big. Yeah. Like the blackberry bushes our Aunt Tammy has, they're like six foot tall. Yeah, they're huge. <clears throat> well, happy birthday, Britt. <laughs> the big three O. you joined the club. The dirty 30. We talked about we talked about IHOP, and then we kind of trailed off from there. So, <laughs> what else? IHOP was that it? Brittany loves. Uh, she she absolutely loves um, Cracker Barrel breakfast. Is that sarcasm? Very much so. <clears throat> she does not like anything. You know, Jess is not a big fan of Cracker Barrel's breakfast. She loves their their lunch and dinners, but mm. she's not a big fan of breakfast. Yeah, they don't have very good biscuits. The gravy though is very good. They're, you like got to get their cornbread. But I like a lot of stuff. You got to get their southern fried chicken, drizzle the honey on it. Tell you, might try it. Their coffee's okay, too. Core's not a big fan of Cracker Barrel either. Jess likes to go there because they have that little mini store, mm-hmm. and they have toys that look like they came from like the nineteen thirties. Yeah, pretty that's pretty cool. neat. They took out. They used to have like the toy, like the rifles and the you know the you know the wooden and metal ones with the orange caps on it. And stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure they did. Took all those out though. Bums. I, I, they still have the peppermint sticks. Yeah, I think so. They they have a lot of those old style candies. And one time I was there, they had Hydrox cookies. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. That's actually the original sandwich cookie. So Oreo is actually a rip off, a knock off of the Hydrox cookie. Really? Oh, Nabisco ripping stuff off. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> but so the Hydrox obviously is a name that no one really recognizes. And Oreos. The big cookie, but Hydrox is first. They're the original. They were hmm. good. I was expecting your mind tells you it should taste like an Oreo, and it doesn't. <laughs> so at first, it like really throws you off psychologically because they look exactly like Oreos. Yeah. 
But after a while, you're like, yeah, these are pretty mm. good. They're yeah. they're crunchier. Well, I'll be. And they have moon pies still, don't they? Ugh. You don't like moon horrible. pies? Those are disgusting. I hate moon pies. Is it the marshmallow? Yeah, it's, it's everything. It's the it's fact that they look like they should be crunchy, <laughs> and you bite into that cookie and it's soggy and, and nasty. It's just not a good. Huh? Anybody that liked moon pies, I'm not sure how, but my least favorite. It's like Peeps at how, Easter. They're not exactly like Peeps. Peeps they're, are disgusting. They're peeps. I used to like Peeps when I was a kid, and I hadn't had them for a good 15 years. And this past Easter, I was like, you know, I haven't had a Peep in a while. <laughs> Give it a try. Never again. They're disgusting. <laughs> they are. They are awful. There's nothing. It's like gritty sandpaper marshmallow. And dried marshmallows. Yeah. Well, let's get to the topic du jour. Du jour. Du giorno. Du giorno pizzas. Those aren't bad. You know, I'm I've eaten. I've eaten more Tombstone lately. And I think I like Tombstone maybe a hint more than Jack's. Oh, they're better. Yeah. Jess and I. The, the crust is a lot. Better. Most are better yeah, than have Jack's. A, have a, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jack's Let's not pretty, go that far. <laughs> no, Jack's are pretty crappy. They're so thin. Like, the sauce is good, but they're so... Seems like it's a sauce. Tombstone has a, a lot better quality ingredients, in my opinion. Okay, well, what's the big ones? Tombstone? What's the ones that you guys... I eat? love Red Baron. You, Red Baron. I don't think I've eaten a Red Baron in a while. They're also on the thin side, but they're... So they're I Red, do like Red Baron. Red Baron, Jack's, stuff. and Tombstone are the big three. Really? I'd say. Yeah. For affordable... You got four Tombstones in the kitchen? Oh, California Kitchen. No, but those aren't... I don't consider those, But like, they didn't branch into Frozen until, like... No, I'm, I'm talking, like, the big ones you see are Tombstone the, Jacks. The stuff you buy at Walmart that's reasonable. DiGiorno, Freshetta. But those are more the higher-end stuff. I'm talking yeah. more, like, just cheap. Just basic Just cheap. your basic cheap. Torti- tor, uh, those Tostinos. Tostinos. The, Tostinos. No, those aren't even... Those are, like... They make full-size like pizzas. Those like are, like, the Kmarts of... Yeah, but I like them. I, those are, you're talking like the small ones, right? That the have small square pizza? The, the fake sausage on it and stuff like that, yeah. The is Jack's ones. everywhere or is it just at Walmart? No, I've seen Jack's everywhere. Have you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Even Menard sells it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Red Baron, does this still come in a box or yeah. are they mm-hmm. covered no, in plastic? Because okay. yeah. tombstones are plastic, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I've liked tombstone more because more recently because of the crust. It's like a little fluffier. fluffier. But you can get the high-rising Jack's. And that's good. The high rising Jack's crust, and it's like five or six bucks, but they're really good. What makes it even better is you add your own mozzarella on top of it. <laughs> is Tombstone thicker than Red Baron? I don't. I haven't had a Red Baron probably. I used to love I, Red Baron, but it's been so long since I had it. Probably since our apartment days. I don't think I even ate that. The last time I can remember eating a Red Baron was at a, a bowling alley in the town I grew up in. <laughs> so you can imagine the Jacks are what three dollars. Two ninety eight. Two ninety eight is about the going rate. See, I think Red Barons are like four ninety three ninety eight. Oh, well, four ninety eight. Yeah. Tombstones definitely. But sometimes, well, I haven't seen it for a while. But you can get the the five for ten jacks sometimes. But I haven't seen that deal in a long time. <laughs> five pizzas for ten dollars. Mm-hmm. You'd have to eat two to fill you up. I can. Yeah, usually one fills me up. Yeah. One regular. Yeah. But recently, like a lunch, I can't eat hardly anything for lunch anymore. I'm kind of dainty when it comes to that. Really? Yeah. So I could give Brittany or the boys a dainty, dainty the boys lunch. a piece, and I can be. I usually eat pretty light lunches. I eat mm-hmm. big dinners. Yeah. I like heavy lunches. Do you? And lighter dinners. Yeah. Now, depending on circumstance, I can eat a really heavy breakfast, really light lunch. I don't eat breakfast hardly at all ever. I'm saying circumstance. I never mm-hmm. eat breakfast, but that's my favorite meal. 
just never get to eat it. Breakfast food and a duck blind. It's the best thing in the world. Wrong podcast, Brent. <laughs> oh, we're not talking about anything in particular. Right? No, no. Just... We said we're going to start the topic, and then we went on this discussion General of Jack's pizzas versus... That's fine. That's how the best podcasts are. They just flow from one thing to another. But yeah, topic du jour. What is it? So uh, we can go around. I want you to tell me... This is what I hear, Aaron. Hello. Hello. Because <laughs> I'm rocking Hello. back and forth. Yes. <laughs> I like to rock. <laughs> so I want us to go around, and I want you to give me two or three episodes of a TV show that stands out to you. And that could be because you really liked the story, or you really liked character beats in it, or you thought it was just a perfect example of the show as a whole. Whatever it is. Uh, and we can take turns. We can go around, and then we can go around again. Okay. Minor spoilers, though. That's fine. Even if it's we, a show you guys haven't seen. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So you, okay. Well, you go first then. Okay. So I would say, first off, and this I will, I've been telling you guys for a long time that the first episode, first season in particular, but the first episode of Westworld, the very first time I saw it blew me away. Okay. I've seen this. Blew me away. Just because the concept, and I think what goes, what, what it blew me away was Brett and I, we, we talk about alternate realities and histories a lot or realities more so. And like if, if we were in the mid or the Midwestern, the, the old West days, how would we be like, who would be our, you know, persona, persona, Ben Grotta or whatever. And Westworld just like, just embodied all of that. The very first time you watch it, if you don't know, Westworld is this, this, this rich dude, these rich people create this world, with animatronic robots that look human, act human, and people can pay like $100,000 for a, a day or two to go into Westworld and everything's on the table. Everything. Anything that you think about the West is in that. Like, you can go on bounty hunts, you can uh, visit the saloon, whatever. It's like... It's, the whorehouse. Well... <laughs> whatever you want. It's, I mean, it's like whatever you it's want. It's for the de- depraved... Uh, it, it is, you could, but, If you wanted to. But it's the, the whole concept of the story and just like... It's is a beautiful. It's a, just a beautiful show. Like the design of the show, everything about it, the acting, just superb. One of the best first episodes I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. So. It's, I've it's seen the first episode. You have seen? Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. I didn't like. I know stuff I, I, sprinkled in, but right. I mean, but I'm just saying when you look at it, but broad, yes, the concept, it's beautiful. But I wasn't. I would not allowed myself to continue watching because of that stuff. I understand mentioning, but the concept is really cool. Yeah. And if I could watch like an edited version. Yeah. You know. I wish they had that option on Netflix. You could say like safe mode or whatever, and it would just like kind of gloss over or blur out or not or, even or, like or not skip even over like, yeah. It's or, like it like yeah. it detect when that's coming and then it just like fade out and then come back into the next scene. Oh, gotcha. I yeah. wish it would do that. That'd be nice. But yeah, who wants to go next? <laughs> did that. Yeah, uh, just to touch on Westworld, yeah, because I don't remember the specifics of the episode, but I do remember the show as a whole, and I did make it through the first season, and it does have great acting. It went to garbage, though, after that. It's a very confusing 
show. It's one you have to pay very, very careful attention to. Mm-hmm. You almost have to take notes on it as you go because... Um, yeah, it's like an Inception-type movie show. Yeah, yeah, it's very cerebral. Yeah, it's a good word saying cerebral. I like the Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, he did phenomenal. He did. He some, did. Oh, phenomenal. Very great character. I love the concept, I will say. It was, it was a great concept. I wish they didn't have to have the stuff in there. Yeah, we can. It's adult. They have there's sex and nudity in it. Yeah. I just no that's not for me. I don't need that kind of temptation in my life, so it's no Spartacus, but <laughs> what's that <I> show? <laughs> Great show of all time. That's it. Episodes it, one through twelve. If that technology existed for Spartacus, there wouldn't be any show. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good concept though. Yeah, a great I concept. Okay, Brad, what's yours? So my first one is... Spongebob episode one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. Although I did if like it is, it is. No judgment. Boy's been watching Spongebob, dude. It's just, that show's so dumb. But it's so funny. Go ahead. So my first pick is actually the first episode of Justified. Mm. And I, the reason I picked that one, because it perfectly sets up who Raylan... Givens is the the one of the prime the primary character and then the secondary he's kind of more like the anti-hero antagonist Boyd Crowder it sets their relationship up perfectly it sets them up as who they are throughout the entire series and then spoilers but like the final confrontation between those two characters is really intense it's, it's as, as intense as anything like the a western film mm. like it's a big standoff. You feel it, especially from Raylan's point of view. Like, you know, you feel that tension. Like it's a, it's thick, and it's because they grew up together, right? right? Yeah, they have they have this history, and it's kind of like they were friends at one time. So they have like this strange throughout the entire series. But the first episode really shows like they have this history. They are they are and were friends, but they're at, they're at odds right now, mm. and it's and it's a very deadly game. And yeah, and, uh, uh, Ava, <clears throat> yes, sweet sweet Ava. So eh. I know <laughs> didn't do anything for me. <laughs> that accent is kind of a turn off. Yeah, Kentucky <laughs> Southern accent. Um, that was a great episode one. That was a great pilot to a show. It was. Yeah. I never got into it like they did. I don't think I've ever I've seen past season one or two. Season one, like, that's a great episode. And season one is very episodic, where it's like new villain of the week. And in later seasons, I like and I appreciate more because I prefer, like, one bigger narrative. Like, you can have other things going on, but I want a focused narrative right kind of in the background i don't want like bad guy a of the week and there's they're not connected in any way Mm. and and at the end of season one it starts becoming a more of a connected narrative and so the first the last half of the season one is the best part of it other than the pilot and in seasons two and three they have just one kind of overarching narrative like they might branch off and have smaller storylines in those episodes but there's still like there's the biggest threat. There's the big yeah. story, bigger storyline always present in mm-hmm. those episodes. Episode one of Justified does a great job because the, f- the first scene of the episode is where and he's and in Miami. He's in Miami, and it's, it's he's about to get out of Miami. And then the rest of the show is set in uh, Harlan, or yeah, Kentucky, in around Harlan, Kentucky. The scene is great because it 
establishes that Raylan isn't a white hat. He's more of a gray hat. Yeah. He's a protagonist of the show, but he's not a guy who's going to do the right thing all the time. He's got, he's got demons. He's got problems. So he blows the guy away. And the, and the other guy was a bad guy. And he, it wasn't, that wasn't standard operating procedure for a law enforcement officer. <laughs> right. That, I think that was my biggest, uh, my biggest complaint about the show. Is like, he shot too many people. He'd be on permanent leave. Nowadays, he would. Nowadays. Yeah. Well, I mean, even then, like, uh, my same complaint with... Yeah, uh, I mean, but still... With the biker movie or show. If you can, you know, stretch things with, like, the Game of Thrones, with ice monsters and stuff, I think you can... Well, I mean, that's, that's fantasy shoot. versus... Uh, yeah, but he's, it's a modern-day Western. That's what you do in Westerns is you shoot fair the bad enough. guy. I guess if you're looking at it as it's a modern-day Western, but I look at it as a realistic oops, <laughs> depiction of U.S. But he Marshall. was always just... He could always spin it to where he was justified in his actions. Yeah, I know. That's the name of the show. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, it's a good show. They do Don't tone that down. Something like... They start kind of trying to be more creative where he handles things without killing everybody. Right. Because they, they do acknowledge the fact that he can't just shoot everybody that looks at him funny. Right. <laughs> Which he does in the in certain circumstances. In fact, I think his boss, Art, tells him that, right? Yeah. You can't go around shooting people all the time. Come on, Raylan. You can't <laughs> keep shooting people. But one line, not in the first episode, but one line... Raylan makes a comment to Boyd about how do you sleep at night, you know, believing that you're a good man. And then Boyd's like, Raylan, how do you sleep at night believing that you're a good man? You know, they both, and then Raylan has to think about it. He's like, you know, he's tiptoeing. Basically, Boyd was saying, you're you're as bad and corrupt as I am. You're hiding behind the You have the badge, but that's the only thing that separates us. Right. You know. It's a good show. It's a good show. It's a good, it's a great episode. All right, my first one is uh, from Seinfeld, actually. And Seinfeld's not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, I do like Seinfeld. It kind of started, it's like the the premiere of, of any sitcom, right? Whether you like it or not, it kind of is the signature show when you think of uh, a sitcom. So there's an episode in season three, I think, three or four, and it's called The Limo. And so George and Jerry are, George is picking up Jerry from the airport and they see a, um, a driver standing there with a sign for some guy and, uh, he, the driver doesn't know who he's picking up. So (laughs) George and Jerry say, Hey, we're this guy. So they hop in this limo. So the episode focuses on them on this limo ride and they're trying to figure out First, they're excited because, hey, we're in a limo. This is so cool. And then, they're, and then it's like, okay, where are we going? Where's, where's this driver taking us? So it ends up being the driver was thought he was picking up um, this a guy named O'Brien who is head of the Aryan Union. <laughs> <laughs> so a white supremacist. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and they pick up these two other uh, Aryan sympathizers. Yeah, and George becomes kind of attracted to one of the to the to the women in this duo, and they pick up uh, Elaine and Kramer. Also, really, really funny. One of my favorite Seinfeld episodes. There's a scene where um, these two uh, white supremacists that they pick up in the limo um, 
get out of the limo. They pull over the, by the side of the road because they sprung a flat tire or something. So they get out. And George and Jerry are saying, how are we going to get out of this? What are we going to do? And uh, then George says, oh, yeah, there's a phone here in the limo. We'll just use the phone. So he grabs the phone and starts calling 911. He's like, hi, we're in a limo, and we're about to, and uh, where, where are we? We're on the highway. And then the two, the two other neo-Nazis get back in the car, and George has to cover. So he says, uh, AstroTurf, <laughs> you know who is responsible for that, don't you? The Jews. <laughs> then he hangs up the phone, and he says, ah, oh, the Jews hate grass. They always have. <laughs> oh, just, I don't just good writing. Just man. good writing. Great. George is a great character. Funny episode. I think a lot of times when shows, especially in comedies, when they take the characters out of, um, you know, every comedy has usually it's a standard it's a standard set that they use a lot of the time as a base of operations for the cast of characters. In Seinfeld, it's Jerry's apartment. In Friends, it's the Central Perk, or it's the you know, uh, it's it's uh, coffee shop. It's the coffee shop, or it's uh, one of the apartments, um, Joey's apartment, or whatever have you. In the Office, obviously, it's the Office. But a lot of the times, shows, I think, really um, get out of their comfort zone a little, and they allow the characters to expand beyond what, what, you, what their normal actions are when they get out of those, when they get out of those sets and they do scenes in other, you know, they're in some other venue, they're taking the car ride somewhere, they're taking a trip. Those are episodes that are really interesting to me. And so the limo is one of those for Seinfeld, and it's one of my favorite episodes of TV. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched a whole many episodes of the sign of Seinfeld. Yeah. It's coming to Netflix in the near future. Is it? So, yep. Good deal. A remake or the, just no, the show, the show. Yeah. I, re- I remember one episode, um, just to, since we're still on the topic, um, Elaine, she was paranoid about how big her head was or something. And like a bird flies and smacks her in the head. And then, uh, <laughs> Later, she's in a taxi, and the taxi's like, I can't see you out the back window. Can you, can you <laughs> scoot down? And she scoots down. He's like, oh, a little bit more. And so she's like just really paranoid about the size of her head. I don't know why, but that episode just kills me. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember that one. I couldn't tell you which one it is, but yeah, I remember that yeah. bit. It's hilarious. Um, my second show. Uh, what are we at? 42 minutes. Okay. Uh, is probably spoilers for any of those that haven't seen Dexter, and even till now. Uh, I think it was the last episode of the second season, and and I watched I watched Dexter after all the seasons were released on Netflix. And even though I knew there were six more seasons after the second season, for whatever reason, it was so intense because that's the season where Dexter almost got caught. Okay. Officially. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so there's two episodes throughout the season. I'll, I'll just say both of those. But it's when Dokes, who's one of the best characters in the show. The, uh, the cop, right? The cop, the yeah. yeah. Surprise, mother. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up. And uh I mean it was just so intense. The very last bit of the second oh man. I, I don't want to spoil it completely, but certain events happen to Dokes and you think he's gonna make an appearance in the next season at some point, or you don't think what happened to him is the end, but 
end up being. But it was just a crazy, crazy like that was probably the best season of Dexter in my opinion. Now there also is so I think season four, season five with the Trinity Killer and the guy that plays John Lithgow. John Lithgow, yeah. Well, that's the season where uh, Rita gets killed. Yep. And I did not see that coming either. Like, I had, I legitly, like, that was probably one of the most mind-warping episodes of TV at yeah. the time that I've seen. Because I did not, I did not see that coming. Yeah. At all. And it was, okay, so uh, our buddy Addy Addison, he loves that season. He said that's a, one of the best seasons in television is the Trinity Killer I enjoyed the season. It was just, it seemed, I think the pacing of it was weird to me compared to like season two, season one and two, just because it was, but the very end of that, it was pretty shocking. And I didn't, I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah. And then their son, Dexter and Rita's son is sitting in her pool of blood on the ground the same way that. If you didn't know Dexter's backstory, his mom was hacked up by the Cuban cartel or the so whoever, Cuban or the Mexican cartels for cocaine. And they were, he was left with his brother in a, uh, in like a storage, like a ship storage thing mm-hmm. uh, for a couple, like a day or something like that. And they just sat in blood. So that's why he became a serial killer is because he saw all that horror. But anyways, so that they juxtapose that with Rita Rita's death and then his son laying in the pool of blood just like he was at that age. Really a very eerie and ominous episode. So I apologize for spoiling that. Anybody that's listening right now. We gave fair <laughs> warning. I know. I knew that and I didn't finish. Like I, that would have been, I don't know. I wasn't that invested in the show anyway and, and realizing that that kind of uh, devastation would come is like, eh, no, I don't think I want to. Yeah. continue with the show for and that. see the thing is like i don't spoil anything when it comes to shows like i will not even if it's been out for a while i don't look anything up yeah and i avoid anything like top 10 shocking moments in tv like i will not watch that if i think something yeah from a show i'm watching is going to be on there right just because i was blown away by dokes and also the death of rita like that was pretty pretty shocking the ending sucked though that's why they're rebooting the show. Oh, they are? <laughs> yeah, it comes out in a month or two. Huh. With the same guy? Yeah. Or, huh. Yep. Interesting. They have to fix it because it was such a terrible ending. Maybe he'll get with his sister finally. What? <laughs> I was rooting for him and his sister to get together or something. Well, his half-sister. Spoilers. Huh? She dies. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Surprise. <laughs> no, she does? Yeah, Debbie. Yeah. In season six or something? The last season. Oh, okay. Deb. Huh. Shoot. <laughs> you said it was okay. It is okay. I probably wouldn't watch it for quite a while. Yeah, I, I mean, it's show. it's uninspiring. Yeah. Last season. Yeah, it's not a show my wife would like anyway, either. No. Well, you, Mr. Brett. So, my second one comes from Daredevil season two. Daredevil. Episode X. nine. Oof. So I guess I'll give a spoiler warning because I'm going to talk about events in that episode. Um, I forget what the, I think it's called, episode's name is, doesn't matter, it's episode nine. <laughs> and in this particular, I don't really care for Daredevil, I don't remember what he does in the episode, doesn't matter. What I remember about that episode is the Punisher. Speak up the devil. And 
Is that what it is? That's the name of the episode. Oh, that's season one. No, season two. I think it's it's like seven minutes in heaven or something. Seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it's that. Yep. So and that <laughs> it just it really establishes who the Punisher is. So in the scene that I'm thinking of, and Ricky knows what I'm talking about because he and I watched it at the same time. We were blown away. Mm-hmm. But Punisher gets tricked not tricked but he kind of gets set up by the the kingpin and he sends all these prisoner like these fellow inmates after him and punisher just murders them all i mean just bloody one of the bloodiest scenes i I can recall in television and it was realistic too and yeah and it was gritty violent you know he walks away and he has like he gets the idea for his symbol because a man falls, whose bloody face falls into his white shirt, and it leaves like a like a skull indentation, skull indentation in the in blood. Phenomenal, and so it just it sets up everything perfectly, and yeah, that's what stands out. That's the stand out. It was phenomenal. That whole season was great, uh, but then whenever they put John Bernthal in any of like any see like episode, it was just it made the it show. It was almost like Punisher season one. Because like all the Punisher stuff stole stole the show from Daredevil, mm-hmm. and then when they were debating, I was always leaning on the Punisher side of the argument, like about how to handle criminals. And they couldn't have casted a better person for Daredevil. Yeah. And I also like that when Punisher and Daredevil are going at it with their viewpoints, they didn't make it to where Daredevil was like he was right and Punisher was clearly wrong. Like mm-hmm. they made the arguments sound reasonable on both sides like their approaches yeah so but yeah that's my second one nice i think one of the most gritty scenes in the punisher is when he takes that guy's face and goes down the down the glass the the mirror (laughs) or was it a it was the it was a mirror from uh, yeah the merry-go-round fantastic show i'm pretty sure that scene in the prison was even more violent than what they even did in the two seasons of punisher though absolutely it was like it was that was so I was shocked how violent that scene was, but I loved every second of it. <laughs> I haven't seen Daredevil. It kind of came and went. I know you guys were talking about it at the time, but yeah, there's a phenomenal like one continuous shot scene. Uh, is it the Punisher or is it the Daredevil? The Punisher? Daredevil? No, it was, it was when he went down the stairs. It was either the first or second season. Yeah, it's a phenomenal shot. Like it's a one continuous scene. Mm-hmm. And they just show like him going down the stairs, and the Punisher's in it, right? No, is it just the Daredevil? Yeah. Okay, I think that's the first. The first season of Daredevil is great. Like it's it's very dark and gritty, and he, he may not kill people, but I mean he he sends people to the hospital with broken legs, and mm-hmm. I mean he messes people up. What's your second, Aaron? So my second one is from um, Battlestar Galactica. Frack, frack. And uh, as you haven't seen, well, no, you guys haven't seen, really seen it. So this is in so in Battlestar Galactica, you at least know that the show starts out with the Cylons, which are machines, robots created by man who became self-aware and rebelled against their human creators. Um, there was a war. This is all before the events of the show, but there was a war. Uh, eventually, there was a peace. Um, that came about and the Cylons retreated to far off space to do their own thing and leave humans alone. 40 years later, they come back and wiped out 
all but a few thousand of humanity. Just a few thousand? Yeah, 50,000. And 50,000 humans uh, escaped to deep space uh, aboard a few ships and protected by one warship, a Battlestar, the Galactica. Hence the name of the show. Oh, so that's the backdrop of the whole show. That's the backdrop. I of the never whole knew show. that until yep. now. Yep. <laughs> so the battle, the Galactica, is the one military ship, and it's basically like an aircraft carrier. And there's you know fighters and other scout craft that uh, it houses within the ship, and they all protect um, you, know, you know a couple dozen civilian ships with the the remnants of humanity as they flee space and try to uh, escape the Cylons. <laughs> Uh, in season one, in ep- in episode ten, I think it is. It's called Hand of God, and um, the the humans discover they're running out of fuel, and they discover a asteroid that has um, the mineral deposits that they need for fuel. Uh, but there also happens to be a Cylon base on that asteroid. Um, so they're outnumbered, but they decide to attack it, and because they have to, they're running out of fuel. They, they got they got to try. So they form the attack plan. They launch the attack on the asteroid. It's successful, and you know they're able to they they get what they need to do. The show continues. What's so good about it is that it's it's the first. Um, it's one of the first instances where we see how uh, the show approached space combat. And it's in a very, it's in a very realistic type sense that you would imagine that space combat might be the, the cameras are, it's not shaky cam, but the cameras are uh, operated in such a way to where that they're kind of a little bit erratic, but not in a, not in a way that makes you frustrated, but just in a way that's uh, makes you think that you're like also you're also in another ship and you're trying to like follow the ships as they go uh, you know around. Um, so it kind of seems more realistic. It's also not like a f- flashy, shiny type like Star Wars is, especially the prequels. Without all the ships are gleaming and everything's very stylized and and new looking and everything these are gritty looking ships they have scorch marks on them they're dirty um it's it feels very in in a way that our world might look in a few in a couple hundred years or something like it also knows the show also knows that a little bit less is more so you'll have some scenes in space but then you'll go back to um like the commanders in the war room and Battlestar Galactica has always been a show about characters and not so much about spectacle. And that's, you know, if you ever, if you ever want to, I've always recommended it to you guys. So if you like shows about characters like Justified or Dexter, I think you'll like Battlestar Galactica because it is, it, it comes down to about characters and their journeys. I've never given it a chance. I should, but is there a conclusion or is it open-ended the very end? The show as a whole, mm-hmm. there's a conclusion. Okay, and I think it's a pretty satisfying one. It go it went for four seasons, and the showrunners ended it on their terms. Um, and I think the consensus among the fans is that they like how it ended. Could they do like a reboot with the show? And is there any possibility for like a re, re, emergence of the Scythes, whatever the Cylons? Cylons. Uh, yeah, maybe um, they kind of wrapped it up pretty neatly. In my opinion, um, they could reboot it and tell other stories. I think one was in the works. I'm not sure where, where that one is at. Um, it may still be in the writing phase. Now, 
could Disney essentially buy the rights and would they do a would do a justice, you think? I don't know. I don't think Disney's track record of doing anything justice is, is very good. <laughs> make make sure Ryan Johnson does the <laughs> Now he did a good job though with Last Jedi, so maybe we should give him a shot. <laughs> I need to give it a chance. I, it's like, was it late nineties, early two thousands? It was in the two thousands, yeah, it was in early two thousands. And I, I think I just watched it, and it just, it had the, it was the atypical sci-fi show, like Sci-Fi Channel. It was just it, it was always on Sci-Fi Channel, yeah, yeah. It just turned me off. It's yeah. like it's like Sharknado. That's uh, kind of oh, like right. how that's how, yeah, like the styling, you know, with a ultra unrealistic cgi and i don't know it was just in the frack i couldn't get over the frack yeah that was a thing that i couldn't get over either i don't know but maybe i should not be so pretentious and it's there it's a different it was a way to differentiate that universe but yeah i've got the pilot i'll bring over the dvd for you (laughs) i don't know if i have a dvd dust off your dvd player does that xbox one does it allow dvds (laughs) Can yeah, you put DVDs on? Do you have an Xbox so. One? Huh? Do you have an Xbox One? Yeah, that's right, right there. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's my second one. That's a good one. So my third one, and this is the most recent, I have fallen in love with the show The Last Kingdom. Okay. Absolutely fallen in love with the show. That was my recommendation. So Your recommendation, yeah. And you've been saying it for a while. And then when I went to Florida to go see Mike and Colleen, Michael's watched it. And oh, really? He's been doing like a big dive into like early England and like huh. just the history surrounding, you know, the British Isles and things like that. Okay. And I was like, okay, if he's watched it, then he's like, well, there, you know, just make sure you, you know, there, there's some risque scenes. Just make sure you not that uh, many. There's not like it's really not a bad show, but like he's like just you know skip over them. <laughs> but uh, so he recommended The Last Kingdom, and I started watching it. And the first episode was great. I mean, it like it pulled you in. You got to know the character, especially King Alfred. Well, as he emerges into the king, mm-hmm. and I tell you what, like the story development, the storyline, the character development behind King Alfred is, I think, one of the, like he's one of the coolest like characters that i've seen grow in a show before Mm -hmm. and like just how they and this is all history so you don't like it's not really spoilers like how the history of him works i'll just say the rise and fall of of king alfred it was just that in the show they did it beautifully i was just i was amazed by just the the pinnacle scene with him and utrid and the music and just how that's in season three Three, three or four. Yeah. yeah. The end of three. And oh no, it was just like that was probably one of the most impactful episodes I've seen in recent TV history. That's a really good example. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Like I, I just I've had to work through Uhtred's accent with the show. Oh because uh-huh. sometimes it could be really you know, Choppy. just he like he talked like this all the time yeah. and like it got I think I worst uh, like his accent got thicker as the show went on. Uh huh. Maybe I'll have to watch like some things in season one again. But aside from that, like everything else was just it's a like the fight scene, like the battle scenes are phenomenal. You can tell obviously season one versus season four, right? And oh my gosh, like it's it's is a, this on streaming? It's on Netflix. I would. What's it called? It's called The Last Kingdom. Highly, highly recommend it. Like, is it like knights and that? Yeah, thing? it's okay. like early. Like, uh, like it follows King Alfred. 
and the the Danish Vikings invasion, hmm. and like it, it's it's a history. So you can go to Wikipedia or whatever and search the history of King Alfred, his son Edward, and all the sorts of things. Edward's son, and like it it follows. Names are really weird. Alfred, Ellsworth, all just the weird names back then. But like, <laughs> it's a really, really, really cool show. And it's the last kingdom refers to the, the, the Saxon kingdom of, of Wessex. Of Wessex, yeah. Which is, I think, uh, Britain had been divided up into several kingdoms, Saxon kingdoms uh, at the time, and then the Danes come in and all but conquer everything but Wessex. Yeah. And Wessex is just the last Saxon kingdom because the, Saxon, the Saxons invaded like the 500s. Then they established themselves in the British Isles, Anglia, Saxon, Wessex, Sussex, all that stuff. And then the Danish Vikings come and start taking over the British Isles. So it's it's phenomenal. Least favorite character is Britta, but like other than that, it's a great show. Yeah, it is a great show, and it's another the pi- the first episode is another example of one that that does a good job of bringing you in mm-hmm. immediately, because it opens with the main character Uhtred as a as a boy mm-hmm. and his home uh, his hometown um, comes under attack almost immediately by Danish invading party. Um, so not yeah. to, not to get into spoilers, but yeah, I, I will not spoil this because I want Brett to watch it, yeah. but like. Yeah, Bioka, Father Bioka, and all other like the characters, just like sub characters, you know, like, like supporting characters. They're given so much time and so much development throughout the show as well. It's just it's unbelievable. Would you agree, Aaron? Yeah, I would. And it's hard for a show to do that to give such subtext and and um, character pieces to to you so know they, they may not show up every episode but if they show up every few episodes and they might have even a few lines and so you think oh that's just a throwaway character but they're not they're not none of them are and it's it's central to the the plot and it's yeah whew, highly yeah. recommended good one right do you have a third uh i just kind of pulled it up now in my head I was kind of thinking the first episode of season two of Mandalorian. It's called. It's where spoiler alert. So it's where they fight the giant sandworm or whatever. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I forgot the crate dragon. Yeah. So that was a, so one reason I like sh- that episode is because a they find a pretty awesome looking uh, creature like that thing's awesome, but it also kind of gives a lot of light to the uh, sand people, which. None of the movies and nothing else has ever focused on them so closely. Like they've always just been kind of like these. Are we talk about Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, Tuscan, Tuscan Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. So the Tuscan Raiders in all the films, obviously, they're just kind of throwaway creatures that mm-hmm. appear in the desert and you just kill them. So this one, they actually like they kind of explain some of their culture and who they are, and then of course um, Timmy Oliphant, who plays Raylan Givens, he is the Raylan Givens, basically, <laughs> of Tatooine. It's almost a cameo, right? It was, but I wish he was in it more because I liked him as a character or as an actor in it. And he plays, he's he literally is Raylan Givens just in Tatooine in Boba Fett's armor. And they even have a similar scene with him and Boyd, with him and Mandalorian having a standoff at the bar. Mm-hmm. And 
he just he does that kind of stuff really well where you just feel that tension like somebody's gonna pull their pistol and somebody's gonna get shot and obviously they don't because they're they end up being acquaintances or whatever but But the part where he busts out of the mountain though like that was the crate dragon that was yeah that that was was beautiful yeah that was some for a I know it's a high budget TV show, but for a TV show, that was as good as any movie I've ever seen, as far as like mm-hmm. creature yeah. animation or whatever. Yeah, yep. um, it was great, fantastic. That's a good one. We've talked about that one. We had an episode on that. Uh, on oh, that, on that episode as a whole. Yeah, you're about. right. It's it's a uh, it's a great episode because it explores something about Star Wars that we hadn't seen before. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to add a caveat within the show is the episode where the ATST attacks the, the, oh, sh- in the shrimp, season one in the, the shrimp farm. Yeah, yeah. The shrimp farms. Like, like you said, like no one knows about the Tuscan Raiders and you see the ATSTs in the, in the movies, but you don't get a grasp for like their size yeah, and just like what they are. And like the intent, you know, like you see them fight Ewoks and you're like, okay, you know, yeah, yeah but when you when you're on the ground level with the camera, then you see the ATST. Yeah, yeah it became you know? more of a monster. It became a monster. It's a horror story, and right. you're like, oh, this is why even <laughs> the ATSTs are and like feared. Yeah, and then you don't even like. Have they showed an ATAT in these shows yet? Like not ground in, uh, level scale. Not in Mandalorian. Oh, but no. they did in. Uh, I guess they did. The best thing they they did was was uh, Rogue Rogue Squadron. Rogue One. Rogue One. That gave, oh yeah. They, that that gave a great perspective. I thought yeah. of uh, the ATAT, but the ATST episode was very good. And the way they showed the windows, it almost looked like red eyes mm-hmm. cutting through the forest. Yeah, that yeah, was that was cool. I only had two coming in, so I was thinking this whole time like the Sand Crate episode. I forgot about that episode. I'd like to watch it again. Yeah, actually, now that I talked about it, I want to see it again. <laughs> So, uh, my third one, I don't think you guys are going to know. And I'm starting to think of a different one, but I'm not. This is mine. This is my third one. Uh, and it's from Scrubs. Scrubs is another comedy. It's about, uh, it's, a, it's, it's around a medical show. So, the main character, JD, is Zach Braff and his um, coworkers and friends who work at a hospital. And this particular episode is in season seven, which is the second to the last one, I believe. So the show centers around Zach Braff and his best friend, and he meets his he meets a uh, a girl uh, who's a fellow intern on the first day in the pilot, and they eventually get married in the show. And this is all spoilers. Um, I encourage you to watch it. Yeah, you're you're good. So in season seven, most of the cast goes to the Bahamas for the wedding of a minor character. And it's a key, like you expect, you expect main characters to get married, and they do in the show. But this particular episode is more about the main characters and their relationships with their significant others. But in the backdrop is this wedding of this minor character. So the wedding is the excuse for all the characters to go into, like I talked about earlier, some of the best episodes of TV are when you take your main characters out of their natural environments and put them in a different environment. And usually, it in when you do that, it facilitates those characters to grow in some way. They may, maybe they realize something about themselves, and it helps move the plot. It helps move the characters forward because you're taking them out of their comfort zone. And this episode does that, and in particular, it allows Zach Braff and his um, lady friend, and they are uh, dating at the time. But it really, in my opinion, it really cements their relationship. And you know, okay. 
because they're kind of is it's one of those relationships where they're on again off again all through the show you know and i hate that like uh for uh, like robin and um what's his face from uh ted from uh how i met your mother you know is he gonna are they gonna are they whatever you know you can do that a little bit it is dramatic but you're like at some point you're like do it already or don't do it you know don't Mm -hmm. keep stringing us along and so in this episode it for me for these for these two main characters realize okay they are together they're staying together i was just really happy about that and it's it really helps cement scrubs to me as one of my all-time favorite shows especially as a comedy um because yeah it's a comedy and yeah i think it's a really really funny show um but but it really what it puts its characters through then they go through some really hard stuff and um it's it's much more character driven than you you would think a comedy would be hmm. so scrubs not for everybody but i do recommend it i have seen a few episodes i can't recall any details <laughs> other than i remember what the characters look like i don't remember their names i don't remember these key storylines but yeah. i don't remember hating the show nice i don't think i've watched a full episode of scrubs ever yeah yeah it's not for everybody I like Great Anatomy. <laughs> Your mom does. So yeah, that's a good one, man. So I'm looking at this is really side note type stuff. I'm looking at the wild card standings for baseball. Yep. Cardinals have a five game winning streak. They're now a game and a half ahead of the San Diego Padres, who have lost five in a row, and the next the team behind them has lost. The Cincinnati Reds have lost four in a row. Fifteen games or so left. This is. What needs to happen? Cardinals can keep winning. Everybody else needs to keep losing for them to be, you know, for them to have a chance. The Cardinals won tonight, yeah. They did, 11 to 4. 11 to 4, wow. They're technically 17 games. Like, the Padres can be eliminated after 17 games. So, obviously, that if they lose and the Cardinals win, that drops down. I didn't think the Cardinals would be in this position. I'm no. not going to start bandwagoning right now. I'm just going to no, let, let, let it play out because it's been a pretty abysmal season, honestly. <laughs> like that, there's really nothing to be proud of at this point. No, I mean they are winning when they they are winning more at a key point in the season. So I think you got to give them credit for that. But also to your point, uh, the other teams are not doing well at all. Mm-mm. Like looking at you know looking at those last ten of what you just shared, St. Louis is seven and three yeah. in the last ten. I think this is their best stretch of baseball they played all year. I think. And the Padres are what three and ten. And the Padres are three and seven. Cincinnati three and seven. three and seven. Philadelphia's four and six. Uh, the Mets are three and seven. The Mets are having a terrible year. They started out gangbusters and they just f- fell apart. San Diego's falling apart, and they were supposed to be a powerhouse in in the West. Hmm. Um, and here's St. Louis, who a very mediocre team all season. I think they're below mediocre this year. Like I think they're, I don't think they're even mediocre. Would you agree? They're just playing decent baseball at the right time. They're playing decent baseball at the right time. They were they struggled to um, get, get to 500 and stay above 500. They're on a five gram win streak. I, you know, and they started out the season okay, but then they felt they were under. They were three or four games under 500 at one point. They were. Nine games back out of the Central at one point. Right. Maybe they are still. They but are still, The Central is, uh, the Brewers are still have us. Command. The Brewers are, here we go. Brewers have clinched, I think. In the, no, maybe not. I don't think they've clinched yet. They're 89 and 57. 
They'll cl- they're close by what That's five or six 32 games. Thirty-two games over five hundred. St. Louis now with the win tonight is is seven games over five hundred. So yeah, they're a ways back. But what have I said for like a decade now when it comes to September baseball? Usually within the last twenty twenty-five games, the teams that win fifteen or sixteen of those games typically have a good playoff run. Yeah. It's all about being hot at the end of the season. It's being about hot at the right time, yeah. So I remember several years ago, what was a team that won 105? I can't remember. Is the Dodgers? Well, that, well, that was like was back in the early 2000s. Oh, gotcha. I don't know what their last – I'd have to look at their schedule towards the last part of the season. But here recently, in like the last five years, there's a team that was a powerhouse, and they got beat either the first round of the playoffs or like it was – I think it was the first round because – they played the last 10, 15 games. They didn't play very well. Mm-hmm. You know, the Cardinals, if they play, so they probably have, what, 15 games left, 15, 16 games? So, I think 16 90, games left, yeah. Right now the, the Dodgers are 95 and 50. <laughs> That's unreal. So they can technically win 110 games, you know? Yeah. But if they keep winning, you know, if they if they can win 10 or 11 out of the next 15 games, I think they'll be in a decent spot. But they have to do that. I mean, it can't be they can't go eight and eight probably. And expect. well, if the other teams keep kind of falling, you know, playing sub five hundred baseball, the Cardinals could skate in. Well, it could skate in. I'm saying in terms of like playing where they need to be at the moment. Like if they're playing mediocre to poor baseball the next fifteen games, then they're not going to do well. In the, yeah, oh, if they even make it to the, the wild playoffs? card, yeah. yeah, 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 you're right. If yeah. they're if they're like on if they're going, they're going to do well. Yeah, it's all about momentum. Momentum, at this exactly. Point. Yeah. If you like baseball, Ken Burns' baseball documentary is phenomenal. Have you ever watched that? No, I haven't. We I never even, finished it. There's finished, too many innings, which are episodes, I guess. It was so good, though. I'm not big into documentaries, actually. I like World War II in color. <laughs> you need to watch. You need to watch it. Because it, it gives history, like on the Take Me Out to the Ball Game song, why the Dodgers were called the Dodgers because they were the Trolley I mean, everything. Dodgers. Like, the Dodgers, yeah. My favorite part was when they were talking about Christy Mathewson and... Ty Cobb. The aces. Yeah, of, Ty Cobb yeah. was a jerk. <laughs> he was. Racist jerk. The best era of baseball in the history of the world, the mid-2000s, the 2010s, uh, well... The home run race of 98. Oh, yeah, between Mark McGuire and uh, Sammy Sosa. Sosa. But I'm talking about, like, before 2011, so I guess... 2000 to 2010 with the Cardinals, like that decade. For the Cardinals, yeah. That yeah. was a great run. Well, they had runs in the 80s and the 60s, too. 60s, well, they went. alive in the 60s. I know, I'm just saying they went in 60. They went <laughs> and in 60, barely in the 80s. <laughs> yes, barely in the 80s. They won in 64 and 67. They went to the World Series. They won in 82 and went 85 and 87. Three World Series in a decade, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And they should have we won. Had, we had two in... I know. 2000, 2011. I remember... No, there was 04 and 06. Did we win in 04? No, we got swept by the Red Sox. Oh, I'm just saying, we actually won, though. Because yeah, we went was... back in 2013, didn't we, with the, against yep. the Red Sox? Lost again. We got smacked smacked around. 4-1, to one, I think. But 2011 was the greatest baseball ever. Yeah. Like the Game 6, Rub World Series Game 6... The greatest game of baseball that I did not get to witness. I didn't either. <laughs> I, a, I got to watch it later. I was in a tent. I was at work trying to get updates, but I, just the nature of things, I could not. That was a fun fun time with the Cardinals. I recall game six. Uh, Mike Shannon was on, 
and I was going to work, and I just wanted to hear a flippant update on the game. And he was blabbing. I like Mike Shannon. He's like the voice of my childhood because Dad always had him on the radio. He's retired after this year. Yeah. Thank goodness. But I was like I screaming at my car's radio, cursing at it because Mike Shannon would not give me an update. And I, it's about a 15-minute trip. And I just remember like, tell me what the hell's going on with the game. I didn't know what, what how many runs. I didn't know anything. I could hear the ball being hit in the background. Mike's like, oh, there's some hot dogs and some... <laughs> And I'm like, for the love of goodness, please talk about the game. He's overrated. He may be a classic and a Cardinals legend, but well, he's that he's great. Just, overrated as a broadcaster. He's just the older he's gotten, the more he's my favorite broadcaster is Dan Schulman of ESPN. I love Dan Schulman. He's got the voice, and then he's he's partial, or he's not partial. He's he's impartial. A, he's impartial. But he loves the Cardinals, though. You can tell it when he's announcing the Cardinal games, like, especially in the playoffs. It's the only time he does it because uh-huh. it's ESPN. But I love listening to him on the radio. I listen to him over KMOX, too. Yeah. Just because, like, I don't know. He's. Oh, ESPN's, like, October baseball music is mm-hmm. wonderful. The best music in sports. The only thing about Mike Shans, yeah, he's not that great. But, like I was saying, I've heard his voice in the background of my childhood because he was always on the radio. Because my dad would listen or watch every mm-hmm. Cardinal game ever played. We'd be outside. He'd be barbecuing. He'd have the same radio that he's had from 1980-something. And yep. Mike Shannon was always on there talking about getting Big Macs from Big Mac. I remember Dad and I talking about that because Mike Shannon went on and on and on about. They used to sell Big Macs. Do they still? I don't think they still do. I don't know who. I guess it's probably Pujols. He hit it into Big Mac land. And Mike Shannon was talking about getting a free Big Mac. And my dad's like, you know, as soon as the game's over, Mike Shannon's going to run straight to freaking McDonald's and get himself Probably. a free Big Mac. 2011, that was like... And what's sad is the Cardinals just fell off the map after that. They lost Tony La Russa as a manager. I think Matheny really... Well, I, I that's a discussion for another time. Yeah, But... And I've, as a fan, I have also fallen off. I just, I still, I listen to these conversations. I still. Well, we've had kids. Yeah. It's a little more difficult. <laughs> but I used to know every player. I would know all, a lot of their stats. And now, like, yeah. they'll talk about a player. And I'm, I'm like, I do not know who these people are. <laughs> we should try to get to a game before the end of the season. I haven't been to a game since 2017. It's been about that for me. Maybe I'll bring Ricky with me. I did get to see Tyler Green's last game. <laughs> Tyler Green. <laughs> Routine ground ball right between the legs, and we booed him right off the field, and he never played as a Cardinal again. Nope, he was released that night. Matt Carpenter should have been released oh a long gosh, time ago. He's terrible. Yeah, after like 2011, they, you know, key names like Pujols and other people left. And, you know, of course, we still have Yachty for, you know, a year or two. Or One more whatever. year. I know he keeps extending his contract. He'll never. He'll have to die before he. Uh, he in. said he'll retire after next year. Sure. He said oh, he's next playing one more year. He, he said next year's his last season. He's hitting all right, so might as well. And, and, I, and I like Wainwright as an individual. He was a great pitcher. He's killing it this year. He's a great. He's their best pitcher. Okay, in the okay. So I haven't followed, so maybe he's Oops. come back. But he hasn't been. No, he's been. He's in the Cy Young conversation. Okay. Yeah, he's doing It'll really be a stretch, but yeah, he's. 
got like 16 wins or yeah. something like that. It's okay. Well, then Wainwright, I apologize. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah. What's his ERA? Uh, it's under three now, I think. That's that's good. Anything under anything under four point five these days. Oh, for who, who, pity's sake! Who are the standout <laughs> players? Like we used to have Pujols. We used to have like the whole team. Two thousand eleven was Edmonds, Roland. Yeah, I mean, Long. we used to have all those names. Holiday. Holiday I know he yeah, was Holiday. always kind of looked scary. So you're asking who's on the team now? Yeah, like who? You got uh, Nolan Arenado, who was the best hitter last year in baseball, and of course he's not now. <laughs> then you got Paul Goldschmidt, and then. Hulk is doing good too. Who? What's his name? Oh, O'Neill. O'Neill. Yeah. Tyler. Tyler Broneal. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing good. He's doing pretty well. He's batting like two seventy something. That's twenty five home runs. What would I tell you? If I was a manager, what would be the minimum batting average? Two sixty five. Well, I'd say two seventy, but two sixty five to two seventy is that's you're doing well at that point. Yeah. I mean, two fifty, one for four every night. That's what two fifty is. That's. That's not bad. Yeah. That's respectable. We yeah. never played that game that I bought. Which one's that? The one where we manage, we act as managers for the baseball. What game is that? Oh, you. I, that's been years, dude. Yeah, we've never. I bought it like three or four years ago because we were going to manage a team because it's a simulator to manage your team and you can pick and trade players. Uh-huh. That'd be fun. And we never. Just sitting on my computer. Maybe we should do a it. podcast stream and stream the. That'd be fun. And like start the yeah. start a career with the Cardinals and. <laughs> Maybe I have the high ground can be a, a sports movies whatever podcast. Yeah, it can be whatever we want. It's a variety. Yeah, yeah, that's the term I was looking for. Variety show, cornucopia show. A little bit of here, corpse husband. He's doing he's doing gaming streams now. Is Who? he not doing the? I don't think so. He stopped the. Scary I don't think his stories. name's even Corpse Husband anymore. It's like Corpse, something. I don't know. Let me see. So there was Mister Nightmare and Corpse Husband. He's they, still doing stuff. They do. Uh, they would read these people supposedly sc- true scary stories, like someone was stalking them or a ghost or whatever. And I used to listen to both of them back, in, you know, five years ago or better now. And I, over the years, I've quit, but I guess Corpse Husband. No, he's still Corpse. corpse. Hus- he's still Corpse Husband. Corpse Husband would disappear for like a year at a time off of Facebook or YouTube, and then he'd make a, a comeback. He'd be like, oh, well, I've had this come up. I'm like, for over a year? <laughs> it's rolling on 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's... We better wrap it up. This has been fun. Yeah, it's been a good... Uh, I think it's a very good episode. Yep. For- yeah, it feels good to kind just- of finally come back into it. Yeah, it's been just been a a bizarre year for me so but we'll have more content coming for you in the near future you hear that Addy? we're coming for you suck it (laughs) so this has been the high ground i have the high ground i'm aaron brett and rick are here until next time until next time guys see ya